everyone, and welcome to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. Uh, I'm Todd Brown, and I'm here with Robert Peake. Hello. And our goal in this podcast is to give you some material for uh, reflection, exploration, refining of your uh, getting things done, thinking and practices, helping you to enable um, stress-free productivity and uh, make the things happen that are important to you in your world. Um, and Robert, as we were kicking things off today, as we as we sit here in the middle of March um, 2020, um, one of the things that seemed to be uh, on both of our minds, and, and and we've also had some feedback from some of our some of our uh, our viewers and listeners, that they'd like to hear us talk about um, GTD in uncertain times is the title we've come up with, and that seems to me, uh, given everything that's going on in the world, to be something that's that's quite timely. Um, you know, how do you deal uh, with situations where uh, your core assumptions about how things work, about your expectations, about how the world is going to unfold, when those things are are, are shaken or don't no longer seem so um, uh, so predictable? Um, so yeah, what what's your experience been in situations like this where you've got uh, where the, the the ground under your feet seems to be less steady? What's what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think it's a great it's a great topic, and I think it's something that um, yeah, and I think that a lot of people can can relate to if you've been doing GTD for any uh, any period of time. And um, so, a couple of decades into doing this, as you can imagine, I've been through um, some financial crashes, uh, of, you know, a wide range of personal situations that have been difficult or uncertain, and uh, GTD stuck with me right through 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 all of that. Um, one of the things I love about the methodology is that it is dispassionate, right? It is kind of a, it is a, a neutral approach. Um, it in itself doesn't have feelings about what's going on, I would say, um, or at least finding the right next action, finding the right desired outcome um, can be a fairly, a fairly straightforward and mechanical process. And likewise, working from a set of lists, a good set of lists to orientate you toward right, independent of how charged the content is or independent of how um, uncertain things are, independent of how shaky I feel right now. Um, I can look at my lists and know what's the next best thing to focus on. And amazingly, what I've, what I've found in all of that is that getting in motion is incredibly, I don't want to say therapeutic, but incredibly empowering really, to, to be able to identify next actions, take next steps, um, to have control over what you can control, essentially, um, I think is, is really valuable and really important in uncertain times. So uh, those are kind of my initial, that's my initial kind of overarching thoughts on, on the topic of uncertainty and how GTD helps uh, so much with that. What about you? What, what have you experienced with that? Yeah, well, you know, as you're talking about it, I think I really love that that idea that the methodology itself is is dispassionate, uh, even though, of course, we're not, and especially in times of uncertainty, we're not. And and I suppose, in a way, um, and and like you, you know, over the years, there have been situations where uh, it's kind of felt like the floor has dropped out from underneath me. Um, and it's interesting in those times, I can remember. Um, writing a journal entry many years ago where I, where I said something like, you know, in, in this time, which was very difficult, uh, I was saying to myself, you know, 
somehow there's there's this calm that that descends when I when I engage in you know these these kind of um, the, these I say straightforward you know the, the getting things done best practices that we talk about. Um, it's funny you as you, as you say uh, it, it helps it helps us to focus our energy in the direction of in the direction of of making something happen making the world different even even if what we're doing is something that's actually quite small it, it, really interesting coincidence i was i woke up this morning um uh you know the, the the radio came on and it was tuned to the news as it is um here in the uk and the bbc came on and the news was uh as it has been for so for so many days, it's been you know pretty bleak uh, globally. Um, and uh, for a few minutes, I was sort of lying there um, a bit, kind of a wash a wash in the bad news, as it as it were. And then uh, what? As I you know got out of bed and I and I started to sort of make small things happen. What I realized was that the the activity of being involved in any activity that that that's uh, creating outcomes right that's making things happen gives me i think um uh, a sense of control which is quite you know which is quite uh reassuring and and that again that that idea comes i think directly from gtd this idea that uh you know that we are productive animals that we make things happen and somehow being in that uh productive state even, even if it's small things you know the, the the kind of things that i do on a ritualistic basis to start my day um even if it's small things, that really changed my mindset and, and made me feel a lot more positive about about the day, and and it gave me a, a greater sense of control of of what's going on in the world. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think um, I think it can be very very powerful to be able to have a sense of control over what you can in in times and in a world where increasingly the feedback we're getting is we're not in control, you know, on a really macro level, there's maybe some things we want to be happening in our world and in our environment that we can only do a small part to, to support and, and to, to promote in our individual lives. And sort of, I don't know about you, but I sort of often feel like I, I wish I, I wish I could do more. And yet the things that really are there for me to do, you know, take care of the family and support others and do this work and be of service to other people who are stressed out and, and uh, need need the methodology um, is is good work too. And so focusing on that, doing a good job with that, gives you know gives me a sense of of confidence that I am directing my energy positively as best I can. Mm-hmm. And you know, so yes, definitely the the getting you out of bed factor I think is a big one with with GTD that you just go, you know, I've got some lists, I've got some stuff to do, and I can I can do this, I can do this. Mm-hmm. There's an, another kind of element of uncertainty too, where if you can. Um, I think get enough altitude on the situation and GTD I think really helps you to gain altitude by digging you out from just the, the grind to be able to look up. I think that's one of the big the big benefits is getting to some of the higher horizons and getting some perspective and, and I think in any really challenging uncertain time or any time where you know something has uh, changed suddenly in, in your life um, or in the world there's there's opportunity and I think that whole, you know, well, every challenge is an opportunity can feel like a bit of a platitude um, unless you have the mechanism to really start to look that way and capitalize on what could be the opportunity there. Weird example in my personal life. Uh, there was a point at which a relationship ended and I was heartbroken, for lack of a better term. 
And I, I, I was feeling that way for a while. And then what I realized was, well, this is an indication I'd like to be in a relationship, actually. You know, I'd like to be in a relationship that does work, that doesn't end suddenly, you know. And I actually went, you know what, I've, I've got a desired outcome. I've got a desired outcome. I want to be, want to be in a relationship. Um, and so, you know what, let's do a little bit of, if this were a project, what would I be thinking about? And I actually just went back through my mind and debriefed some of the past relationships I'd been in and identified, wow, that really worked really well. Or, oh, you know what, that was a bit of a red flag over there. That was an indication that things, things weren't, we weren't so compatible in that way. And I actually just set an outcome and settled and created like a little list that just said, look, this is an opportunity right now in the midst of feeling sad that something has ended to look at it and go, okay, this has ended. I, you know, but this is still something I want. What, what are the signs that I'm going to be moving toward the thing I want? Weirdly enough, within about three months, I met my wife. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's not like I was carrying around that piece of paper. And, you know, as we were going on our first few dates, ticking things off, but it was in my, <laughs> it'll be a little weird. It was in my consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she'd be pretty creeped out if she found that list with a bunch of tick marks next to it. But it was in my awareness. And I'd done, I'd done the kind of thinking around sort of getting serious about relationships, if you like. Um, as a direct result of something that felt like a catastrophe, right? I mean, if anybody's experienced that real kind of heartbreak of, oh my gosh, you know, this was the one. Um, so debriefing, you know, when circumstances change, really looking at it and going, okay, well, things have really changed. This is really what's true. What do I want? How do I know how to recognize that? What does this tell me about what was going on? What either was or wasn't already working or brewing under the surface or what have you? And what are the other opportunities here, right? You know, there's always opportunities when, um, when things are really shaking up. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, go and go price gouge people on, on tissues and hand sanitizers, but I am saying positive opportunities, things that you can do uh, and things that you can take forward mm. as a result of thinking in terms of outcomes, thinking in terms of what do I want? How do I make that happen? Rather than, oh my gosh, the thing I did want is gone now. What do I, what do, I do? What was me? I don't know. What, what, yeah. what, what, what has been your experience about, you know, going, finding positive opportunities in the midst of game changing input? I, I think that's, I think that's spot on. I, the, the thing that, the thing that comes to me is, as you're talking about that and then the situation you've described is, is I think an interesting, um, an interesting uh, sort of case study for, for this concept of control. You know, and we talk in our work about the importance of, of control, to have a sense of control. And when people hear the word control, sometimes what they hear is, oh, what you're saying is that, that I need to be able to somehow, you know, control my life or, or you know, control what happens to me, which, which of course is not, is not amongst our gifts, right? And your, and your example is a, is, a, is a perfect example of that, right? You, you, I'm, I'm guessing on the day before, that relationship ended, you weren't saying, um, yeah, well, I really hope this relationship ends, right? So that was a, that was a nasty surprise. So um, control, I think, the way I would encourage people to think about control is not, not control in the sense that, yes, I, have, I am somehow the master of my, the master of my universe and I, I control what happens to me. But, but the metaphor I quite often use in the work is um, you're in control in the sense that you're at the wheel, right? You're, you're in control in the sense that you can react to the world as it comes as it comes at you and you have some choice about how that happens so i think that's that's an important consideration to make you know i think the other thing that um 
that comes to mind as you're as you're describing that that kind of change in your own mindset from uh you know from hey this relationship has just ended to turning that into something positive you know the this idea that that identifying desired outcomes in gtd is not about identifying a fantasy world that we wish we lived in right we there there needs to be you know we can we can have desired outcomes you know goals projects that are really ambitious and that feel like it's not at all clear how we're going to get to them but they also need to be um and this is again a, a quote from david allen that i absolutely love you know your 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 desired outcomes ideally should be 51 percent believable right i think that's also something to keep in mind as we go through all of this um you know let, let's not we're absolutely not uh, encouraging you to live in a world where uh you know where you've got fantasy outcomes which are really incredibly unlikely to happen um you'll probably find that over time you're more satisfied more you have a sense of of, of kind of uh, peace about all of this if you're focused on outcomes that that do seem achievable even even if you don't see how right even if you just sort of say yeah well this feels like it's 51 percent achievable i'm not quite sure how i'm going to get there but but that's what i'm going to go with for now I Again, I think this this whole idea of control is an important one. What do you reckon? I do, I do, and I really like um, that you point out we don't have any kind of ultimate control. We have choices because I think that's such a big part of GTD is creating a system that inventories, you know, what you've committed to in terms of yourself and others, um, and and highlights that you have choices in relation to that. You can renegotiate commitments as things and circumstances change, um, you know, and that. And that you can, um, you can follow this real, I think, key principle of GTD in doing all of that, which is what has your attention. And as you start to look at, well, what has my attention right now? What really has my attention? Um, and how do I systematize my going about making the best choices I can within those circumstances? Really, I think is what it what it comes down to. And that in itself has a kind of integrity and a, and a kind of rightness and a, um, and again, it gives you, it gives you, to me anyway, a sense of, of confidence and a sense of, you know, kind of some, some peace as well in the midst of whatever's going on. Mm. Um, so, you know, identifying that. Um, and then as you do, often you'll find, you know, what really has your attention? What's under that? What's under that? What's under that? And how do you deal with and relate to that as well? GTD isn't a therapeutic methodology, but you may need some support in that regard. You may need at minimum to talk to a friend, if not, you know, talk to someone that, that can, you know, uh, hold for you in a more sort of counseling type role or, or whatever. But being able to resource for yourself, uh, being able to reach out, being able to uh, really take, take care of yourself. I think a fundamental way in which people say, oh, well, I need better self-care, a fundamental approach to self-care is what has your attention and what do you need to do so that that's not so much a, a worry as something where you've taken some positive action. Now, is it still going to potentially be worrying and in the background and on your mind? Yes, possibly, but it's so much harder when something is on your mind, not only because it's troubling in itself, um, but because you're constantly trying to remember logistics around that. Um, I think people who are carers, for example, um, you know, can can relate to or are dealing with this. You know, if you're both dealing with the emotional content of caring for a loved one who's not 
well, and also trying to remember their medication schedule up in your head. That's a really simple example of how a system, you know, just a, a spreadsheet or a table or alarms on your phone or whatever, um, can help you to be considerably more present in a, in a potentially challenging situation than if you're also trying to deal with all of these logistics. So systems don't, don't solve the emotional content, but boy, systems go a long way toward helping you be present with what is the emotional content and what do you need to do about that? You know, how do you need to support yourself through that, that situation? So I've just found that idea of paying attention to what has my attention and then finding recourse in terms of whatever I can systematize there. Um, really, really helpful when, when I ask the question, how do I, how do I support myself through this, through this time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, as you're talking about it, I'm sort of, what's going through my mind is paying attention to what has your attention on the one hand, and then identifying, uh, you know, identifying, okay, given, given what has my attention, what would I like to be true, right? There's, that, that, that's, that feels to me like, without getting too woo-woo about it, like tapping into sort of a deep, a deep kind of wellspring of, of our own wisdom about, um, about tough situations in our, in our lives. I think I, I'm reminded of the difference between, you know, kind of uh, taking, taking positive action and, and just kind of worrying. I think for an awful lot of people, and look, I'll put my hand up and say, and say you know, me included from time to time, uh, the next action that I actually execute sometimes on tough things is worry. Next thing, next action, worry about this for five minutes, right? Um, which is obviously not terribly, um, is not terribly, a, a terribly productive choice. Sometimes it feels, you know, it, it, it feels emotionally necessary to just kind of, um, uh, to, to, to do a bit of worrying as it were, but, I, but I'm consistently uh, then uh, relieved, impressed, by the impact of saying, okay, given where I am, given you know everything that I know about the situation, I may not love the situation. The situation may be really frustrating, really you know depressing, threatening, whatever it is. What's my next action? What am I going to do to move it forward? And you mentioned something there that I think is is really important for a lot of these situations where sometimes. Sometimes when I'm working with clients and we're dealing with a tough issue, you know, it, it, it could be something in their personal lives. It's, it could be something, you know, they're, they're feeling um, at, at risk at the office. You know, maybe their maybe their role is under threat or something, um, and they're you know it's it's it, it, it's kind of tough times, and they're really struggling to come up with what do I do here? Right? They just feel sort of awash in uh, in in the in the situation, and I find that quite often in those situations where somebody is really struggling to come up with, frankly, with the next action, right? With, with what we su suggest that they do. Um, that a, that a, uh, a very helpful suggestion in those situations is quite often, um, you know, my, my next action is to talk to somebody, right? Who would you talk to whose, whose opinion you, you know, you, you trust, you respect, who might be able to help, you know, give you some, give you some perspective, give you some, maybe some distance on it, maybe give you some practical advice about how to handle it. So I think in, in, in tough times, that's one to keep, to keep in your back pocket as well. This idea that, um, you know, the, who else in your world um, might be able to give you some advice that would help. Yeah, definitely. Getting, getting more information is, is an important next action, you know, to, to remember and remember that people are out there. That, that want to help. There's a lot of us out here who want to help.
So I'm um, talking tactics for a minute, Todd. Let's say um, uncertainty has come knocking at your door. It's there. You know, it's just not probably not your not your first rodeo, but here it is again. Your old friend, <laughs> uncertainty and change. Um, what are some of your kind of go-to's within the within the GTD methodology? You know, kind of where where do you go first, or what do you what do you do first? Uh, either as specific examples or kind of in general, where do you find yourself going for support within within the model? Yeah, I think it's it's a, it's a great question. I, I think um, two things come to mind. One is I find that it's important and helpful in those moments to reconnect with what I want the future to look like, right? So to, to put GTD terms around all this, this would be looking at my higher horizons, right? What is, uh, you know, what is, what do I want to have be true in three to five years or, you know, next year? What, what are the outcomes at, at that level? Um, I, and I, and I do find that helpful. I also find it in those situations really difficult to do that. At the same time that you're doing that, there's a voice in your head that's saying, but wait, you know, things feel so uncertain. Um, but, but I do find that when I do go through that exercise and I look at those high horizons, what I find is that quite often I'm reassured by the fact that whatever the short-term change is, in, in the context of those longer-term outcomes, it in some cases, in many cases, feels less critical less less important less threatening so that's that's one thing is kind of reconnect with what you want the future to be um and i think the other thing is uh quite frankly get busy right so what what are some next actions here what are what are some things that i can do that will help the situation whatever it is and you know we, we talk a lot in in the you know in in in, in this work about how much planning is required, right? How much, you know, some people think, well, every time I have a project like buy a new mobile phone, I need to put together a 27 step plan with contingencies and risk assessments and all that. And, and, and the answer to the question, as far as I'm concerned, is you need to do enough planning to get the thing off your mind. Right? And for a lot of things in your life, uh, that's really just going to boil down to, have you identified a desired outcome, right? What does what done look like? And what's the next action, right? What's the next thing that you need to do to move that forward? And I find, and again, I'm thinking back to when I wrote that journal entry all those years ago, I, I found the identification and execution of the next actions that felt like they were good ones in the situation, that brought a tremendous sense of, um, there was a sense of peace that came with that. Which, which I don't think would have been there, um, you know, if I hadn't if I hadn't done that. So, so big picture, um, yes, absolutely. So high level thinking about what I want the future to look like because that can be reassuring and can help sort of put whatever the current trouble is in a bit more context. And then number two, um, yeah, what what do I need to do, right? If I if I um, if I start moving things forward, uh, how would I start moving things forward? That's what comes to mind for me. How about you? Yeah, those are great. Yeah, no, I think I think similar. I think from a very uh, mechanical standpoint, one of the things I do first, one of the first places I go is to a weekly review, because um, it's at that place, you know, and and in that part of the methodology and approach where I often find the opportunity 
um, to look at things from a little bit higher perspective um, and potentially make some changes. So one of the first things I'm looking for is, do I have some projects here based on this new uh, game-changing input? Is, is, there, is there a project? Is there an outcome here? Is there a finish line? You know, called get, you know, get through the bridge funding and stabilize the business or, you know, um, uh, you know whatever it is. Um, is there a project? Is there a discrete outcome? Is there a finish line? Then, you know, uh, based on all the things I thought I had going on already that seemed so important, as you said, often uh, new input um, can, can really change that. Is there anything I can renegotiate or need to renegotiate? Or is there anything no longer relevant, right? When you change jobs, for example, a whole lot of projects go away. Maybe a few new ones show up called, you know, make a good transition to the new person or, or whatever, or settle into the new job role. Some areas of focus might even go away, right? If, you're, if there's major life circumstance changes uh, going on. Um, but, you know, does my system accurately reflect the new reality is, I guess, kind of the, the overarching question I'm, I'm looking for. And in that process, as you said, I'm defining projects and next actions relative to this stuff. And it's really, it's quite empowering to be doing that thinking, to be doing a very, um, you know, strategic type of thinking about, okay, what is, and what am I going to do about it? And how do I get that into my system? So I know that I'm going to be doing those things and I'm going to be really there's a certain, yeah, I think it's peace, the certain peace that comes with going, look, you know, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to do the very best I can in this, in this situation. And I see that and I see what the, what the best I can do looks like. I'm going to track that and I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. Good stuff. Party, party, any kind of wrap up maybe thoughts around, um, uh, you know, people out there feeling uncertain what they can do to support themselves or any kind of big picture kind of thoughts around making this work, making GTD work in, in uncertainty? Yeah, I, I guess, um, you know, I, th I think about people who, who are, uh, that, that, that I've worked with over the years who, who are feeling overwhelmed for any number of reasons, right? It could be, you know, something, something really macro, like what we're going through right now, in the world, or it could be something quite micro that they're going through that, that really doesn't affect too, that, too many other people. But um, I guess two, two thoughts. One is the way out is through. The way out is not around, right? The, avoiding, you know, some, some people, I think, especially those who are new to GTD and, and are kind of learning about it, um, GTD becomes for them something that they do when they have time to do it, right? It's sort of, yeah, when I get to it, I'll, I'll engage in the best practices. And my, my own experience over the years is that is that, that um, when, the, uh, when, when things really start to go pear-shaped, that's the time when you need the best practices. So I'd encourage you to sort of tend toward them, as it were, as opposed to tending away from them. And the other thing I guess I'd say is, you know, just be, uh, be as understanding and forgiving of yourself as you can be in the situation. You know, and that doesn't mean, you know, uh, feel, feel, like, uh, feel like that, uh, you know, you're going to uh, forgive yourself for wallowing for, you know, for six months straight on the, on the sofa because you're feeling completely out of control. But what I do mean is, um, you know, we're, we all, uh, even in the best of times, we all tend to fall off the wagon from time to time. We all tend to, you know, not to, um, not to implement this methodology perfectly and just give yourself the space to say, Hey, especially in a time like this, that may be something that's, um, that's going to happen. And I can, I can, um, 
know, I can take that on board. It's funny, I was talking to a group of trainers in Germany on Wednesday this week, and, and we were talking about the things that they don't do in the GTD methodology on a regular basis. We were, you know, I just said, look, let's be really honest with each other. What kinds of things do you not engage in on a, you know, as often as you think you should? And we had a really rich conversation around all of that. And then at the end, I said, okay, now given all of that, which of you wants to give up your GTD practice? And nobody raised their hand. Um, so I think, um, yeah, as I say, I think on the one hand, the way out is through. And on the other hand, be a little bit gentle with yourself about, um, you know, about uh, some, some short-term backsliding. How about you? I think that's great. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. Um, I think, you know, um, the idea of paying attention to what has your attention and getting that into a system, just that fundamental thing can be really, really valuable in uncertain times, you know, because because your, your uncertainty lives ultimately inside, well, it, it's happening in the world, but your relationship to it being that feeling of uncertainty is, is, is in here, you know, and so getting, getting some of that out in terms of positive concrete steps really, really makes a big difference. And I think, interestingly, one of the real opportunities with this, because you and I have been doing this for quite a long time, we've, we've seen some stuff, uh, and our system has seen some stuff, and it's, and it's gotten through, and we've gotten through it, you know, with the system. Um, and as a result, it's like, yeah, you know, don't, you're not taking this away from me. You know, I need this more than ever. But for some people, as you said, that's not necessarily yet the case. So consider this may be an opportunity for you to take your system to another level, in fact, to really establish a whole another level of trust that your system is a way that you've, well, you've got your back. It's, it looks like it's got your back, but you built the system. You've got your back. You're going to be doing strategic thinking. You're going to be looking for opportunities in the midst of challenges. Um, you know, you're going to be taking positive action using the system in uncertain times. And consider that I, I, I certainly do that, um, you know, part of what really got me going, you know, GTD is something I, I really want to share with other people because I know it works is that, you know, my, mine is not an untested faith in the system, right? It's, it's, mm. it's been through, it's been through some fires and, uh, and come out stronger, you know, come out stronger and more capable. So consider that that's, I think, a possibility for you as well, that when things get tough, if you go to your system, if you work your system, if you use it, if you really consider that these, that these principles and approaches can make things better or as good as they can be in difficult times, um, you may have a whole you may have a whole nother kind of level up experience with your system by by relating to it uh, when the chips are down great stuff well robert thanks for that and thanks to all of you for being with us here on this latest edition of the uh, change your game with ggd podcast as always we, we love to hear from you um uh, th this topic was suggested by one of our one of our readers, listeners, viewers, uh, as I say. Um, so please, if you have anything that you'd like to um, have us reflect on, have us have us riff on, please do let us know. Drop us a drop us a line um, at info at next-action.co.uk. Very much look forward to uh, to hearing those thoughts from you. In the meantime, um, you know we wish you all the best in dealing with whatever the world is throwing your way, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.